0: Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. Join host Liz Myers and her guests as they explore resiliency through the lens of personal stories. Tune in weekly for inspiration and doable life hacks to overcome adversity and thrive in life. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Elizabeth or Resilient Life Hacks ministries.
1: Hello. Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast, where we talk about how to win at life by building a stronger spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and I'm so glad that you have joined in to listen or to watch with us today. I am super excited about our guest today. We have Meg Gleesner from the Letters from Home podcast, and we are super excited to meet and to have a conversation because we are both mothers of eight children. So welcome, Meg.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me. Like... Yeah. How, how often do you meet somebody else who has eight kids? I'm like, I need to know Elizabeth I know, and I, I really enjoyed your podcast
1: too. Yeah. Thanks. I've been listening to yours too. It's great. I When I meet another mom of, especially, I don't know, just the exact eight, it's just like, yes, we're like, we're sisters. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how, how old are your kids or what's the age range or your family?
2: The age range is age 30 to age 15 i actually we have five grandkids
1: awesome and
2: yeah and we have two kids left at home so actually i actually have two kids doing mm-hmm. virtual school in the other room i you might hear a french horn i, yeah. I think hopefully <laughs> not but
1: <laughs> yes mine, mine are tucked away also we we homeschool so i I tell people, they're like, how many kids do you have? You know, I'm like, well, we have eight, but we only have six at home. Cause two have flown the nest and they're like only six. And I'm like, yeah, only six. It's kind of lonely, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I used to love saying that. How many kids do you have? Well, only eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I love, I get a, too much fun, probably freaking people out. You know, if I'm out in public with just three or four of them, you know, and people, oh my goodness, you have your hands full. And I'm like, this is only half my kids. And I just leave them there with their jaw hanging down. I think it's fun.
2: <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. And kids are such a blessing, right?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. We we are just, so. we always said, we don't need to pay for cable. We just laugh at our kids. But we are, it was harder, you know, when they were younger and I was still, you know, I was pregnant or nursing or both for 14 years straight. They're all about two years apart. Uh, but boy, now it's a little bit easier and it's just, it's just so much joy. I'm just so glad that we did that, that we trusted God with that, even though it sounded, wackadoodle to us at the time. <laughs> it's just God has yes. really blessed, um, you know, our beedies to him and has just been so faithful to us. And we're, we're excited about that. So.
2: Amen. And you know, uh, I'm sure you got the question too. Uh, when John and Kate plus eight was a thing. I, I'm like, why do I want to watch that? That's my life. I don't I need to <laughs> see how somebody manages. That's kind of what I'm doing in my right. house right now. So. Exactly.
1: yeah well I have people say to me all the time oh you know you should share more stories about your family and what and I'm like but I don't know what's different like it's just my life and I don't (laughs) I don't know what's I'll say something and people go oh my goodness that's really fascinating and I'm like oh I had no idea that's just that's just how we roll you know we we have a built-in birthday party we don't like invite a whole bunch of people to do something we just we have a party in our home and whatever neighborhood kids happen to be around you know they join the party too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to describe it! Yes, I yeah. think of a Toby Max song: "Love is in the house and the house is packed."
1: <laughs> ah, I like that. That is a good one. Yes, definitely. So, tell us how you got started with your uh, podcast, "The Letters from Home." You know, it's
2: something that I just—I get so inspired by testimonies when I hear what God has done in somebody's life, and I was looking for you know, a testimony podcast. I didn't see any and I thought maybe I should start a podcast. And it's kind of cool, you know, talk about the family. It's been kind of a family affair. My daughter did the artwork. My sons wrote the intro and outro music and the transition music. My daughter's reading the verse at the end. And so I had the blessing of the whole family to do this and just felt like God wanted me to help get some amazing stories out to encourage people. And this was before quarantine, because I thought, you know, people are at home Mm -hmm. while they're cooking or cleaning, just to hear a testimony of how somebody's worked in a life can really lift your spirits when you can't find encouragement for yourself. Right.
1: Yeah. It can be really encouraging to look at people and say, well, if God did that for them, you know, he can help me with this. But I love that, how your whole family's in on it. It's kind of like the Von Trapp family of podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing. but. (laughs) If That's only we good. could
2: sing. I, I wanted us to be the Von Trapp family at one point. I thought, yeah. let's, let's sing the song. We were going to do that. Yeah. And uh-huh. we try.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not a singer. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. So, somehow though, my husband and I managed to make a very creative child who, you know, God has blessed her and she's she's like very musically gifted. In fact, a lot of our children are into music and stuff, but it's not, they didn't get that from me. <laughs> I can't claim any credit. Oh. Well, I want to talk uh, today, you know, as we discussed about moms of all kinds, you don't have to have eight kids to be overwhelmed sometimes by being a mom and resiliency definitely applies to run that race. So we would love to hear some wisdom that you have to share about how moms can can run the race and do well and what kind of support they need.
2: Amen. Boy, it's so important, right? We all Mm -hmm. need resiliency today. And... What, you know, one thing that's helped me so much is just being involved in a mom's group. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know how many women out there with eight kids or there's so many moms that have little kids and you just don't have a lot of extra time for friendships and to do, Mm -hmm. go out and do all the fun things. And, um, but for, so for me, it took me a long time really till about, um, eight years ago when I was able to find a mom's group to participate in. And I don't know about anyone else, but for me, stepping out sometimes into a new crowd, a new thing can be a challenge. And I remember hearing about mops. I'd never done mops. I have my eighth kid, and he's in preschool. And I was walking into the church Mm -hmm. to check him in for the first day at a mom's so I could go to mops and meet a bunch of strangers. I was really nervous. And I walked up to the counter and one of the ladies was a little grumpy and I just t- started to walk out of the, t- I just, I'll just sneak out and I grab my little son's hand and I turned around, I start to walk out and this sweet lady, this sister in Jesus came over and gently put her hand on my shoulder and said, hi, can I help you? And I was just about to burst into tears. And I said, sure. I was trying to check my son in. She walked me over help me get over the hump of the the discomfort. And then I checked my son in and I went down the hallway to a new table full of moms and got to meet some moms. So that's kind of where my first join a mom, a mom's group started was Uh at Mops.
1: (laughs) Sounds like you're an introvert like me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can, I can be both, which is funny because I'm podcasting. So, and I I seem extra rare, but there's a real piece of me that is really shy and uncomfortable in new situations. And so I met this group of moms at Mops and Mops was so amazing. And I did that for uh, just only two years. And I actually was a mentor mom a couple of years ago too, to get back. But some of the moms from that group, we have started, they started a, uh, a WhatsApp group and a GroupMe group me yeah. group. And we have about 15 moms that are in this group, me group, and you talk about resiliency (laughs) through quarantine and all that. And this mom's group has helped me so much to help stay grounded in my faith, to understand the struggle of being a mom, to understand the struggle of sometimes it's hard to be married and have kids and do all the things.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you can just, you know, pop in a prayer request or a funny story or This is what happened to me today. (laughs)
2: Exactly. There's a couple of ladies who lead it. And I told them the other day, I said, I'm going to share about our mom's group on the podcast because God's done something beautiful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if, if what I would love to say to your audience out there and to ladies is find a group at your church or somewhere in your community. And if there isn't one, maybe you could start one. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be exciting. I actually suggested the group me and all the moms were like, I don't know what that is. So we downloaded the app. I walked them through how to do that. And yeah, we have this group where we share prayer requests. We share, somebody's got surgery. One mom's saying, please pray for me. I'm having a hard time in my marriage. And we all come around and support one another. Somebody shares a funny joke or, you know, a toilet paper meme from quarantine. And we, we all laugh, but It's because there's that connection, it's somewhere you can always go and look and find encouragement and find prayer. And then, you know, you have people just to help you get through the hard times. Yesterday, I was feeling discouraged. They just changed all the restrictions in Mm. our area and everything's closed down again. I live in Seattle and it's all closed down. And I was kind of discouraged that my son's going to end senior year Yeah. In the bedroom, sitting on a chair, you know, like Mm -hmm. in in my guest room, sitting on a chair with his little quote unquote office. Right. Yeah. And I just, I wrote in the mom's group. Hey guys, I'm feeling a little bit down about, (laughs) about, you know, all the restrictions could maybe we could each share one encouraging thing from our family and a photo and you know what? That encouragement has been pouring in. Yeah.
1: And so, awesome.
2: yeah, yeah. Just having a mom's group where you can do that kind of a thing to mm-hmm. start it. It can be a group texting. Once I started a group text with three moms, we were going to Bible study. And one mom said, I've never finished a Bible study. And she was 50. She'd never prepared. And I'm like, well, why don't we just all have an accountability group? So we're yeah. preparing for our Bible study. And we started and it turned into this beautiful prayer group where I could say, I am struggling so hard today where you could be even more vulnerable than you would Mm -hmm. in the bigger group. right? So yeah, there's so much God made women. He made us so beautiful and so caring and so different and our husbands are amazing. Right. But I think we also need that love and tenderness Mm -hmm. and warmth and understanding of a woman.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I've always wondered, you know, this is kind of the humorous side of me, but I'm like, You know, in the biblical story, God makes Adam and he's like, he needs a helper. So he makes a woman. But then I'm like, why did you stop there, God? Like, I need a helper too. Like, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) I want something that's like a woman who sees what needs to be done and just does it, but wouldn't be, you know, a competition between me and my husband. I don't know what that's called, but that's the kind of helper I would like. (laughs) Somebody I can go, here, hold the baby while I go to the bathroom.
2: Right. Yeah, so much help is needed. Like, I think now, how you know, people get the maternity or paternity leave, they get all the leave for like mm-hmm. six weeks. I was like, wow, nice. I had one day off with my husband, oh. you know, like at home, and now yeah. on my own with three kids with mm-hmm. 20 stitches, and I could mm-hmm. barely walk. And you're like, just kind of making it through, and mm-hmm. yeah, having a helper is great. And I think that's one reason too, I love to help younger moms and love mm-hmm. being a mentor mom as well, because we all need one another and there's ways we can fit in. And for the younger moms out there, there's so many moms who are one step ahead of you, like, like Elizabeth and me, mm-hmm. who would just love to come alongside and encourage and support you. And,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then, you know, women can be such, such a blessing to one another.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think too, you know, uh, one thing that, there's a couple of things to, you know, keep an eye on though, if you have a women's group, one thing, It's really important, I think, to set the tone of your women's group to not be a place for complaining, right? Like, not to be a place of complaining about your husband or your kids, to be like, my kids are just rad heads today. Or, (laughs) you know, I feel like there's a way we can ask for help and say, my kid's struggling today, or I'm struggling today without complaining. So it's just really, you know, God has made us such nurturers and observers mm-hmm. and feelers. And so with that comes the responsibility of saying, let's set a tone where we aren't complaining. And also mm-hmm. let's, um, women, because we're so loving and nurturing, we want to just clump up into little groups, right? right? And I think, especially in the church, we need to watch that we're not being clicky. I know mm-hmm. once I came to, I drove all the way to this thing. It was like a family camp at our church. And I stood there for an hour and nobody came and talked to me. I didn't know anybody there. Mm. And I, then I went to go find this group to join for lunch. And a couple of the ladies said, um, there's no room for you here. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Like, you know, but like, we want to always keep our hearts open to more. Right.
1: right? Yeah there's always room for somebody more at the table. I always hate it in those kind of social situations. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in middle school again, trying to find a seat in the cafeteria. (laughs) It's like, I've already done this. You know, let's just be more welcoming to each other.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, and then we all do our families different way and stuff. One thing we've told the kids is don't the girls, you know, don't just always be saying I have a best friend because you know how it is. Mm -hmm. I remember right in middle school, you got the three girls and you're like, is she closer or am I, you know, you just don't know where you fit sometimes. So I'll just say my good friends, you know, my yeah. good friends. These are there my go. my good friends, yeah. right?
0: When building a resilient life, the first step Liz coaches people to take is to spend time daily with God. When you seek God consistently, he will show you the best next step for your journey. If you'd like a peek at how Elizabeth connects with God regularly, download her free prayer guide and journal at elizabethmyersme forward slash prayer guide. You can now have the same journal Elizabeth uses every day and make it your own.
1: So I had a funny conversation with my teenage son a couple of days ago. We were planning for a thing and I said, okay, so, you know, when when these two friends are over, you know, don't ignore this other friend, you know, and he just looks at me. He's like, why would I do that? He's cool. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, just sometimes, you know, when there's three, it gets awkward, you know, and you got to. And he goes, mom, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a girl thing then. (laughs) But I, you know, I think for some reason we do, we do struggle a little bit more there where the guys are just like, ah, whatever. He had no clue what I was talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have our our youngest three are boys and they have boys over boys seem to be a little bit less emotional
0: mm-hmm.
2: and girls just seem to pick up on every time you might be disappointed in them. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same goes in that girl relationship too, you know, and I I find that, you know, maybe there's that person who's the person I find in our our mom group sometimes you you go to a gathering, and there's a couple moms that nobody sits by. I'm like, I want to go sit by those mom, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just to be loving and it's such, it's such a microcosm in a, in a mom's group, in a, in a friend's group of really the love of God. And we mm-hmm. want, we want to be those who are extending and opening and not judging someone based on appearance or anything like that. And I know mm-hmm. at my church, I have found that in this group, like I struggle with my weight, my weight goes up and down mm-hmm. and I don't ever feel like someone's looking at me weird or judging me or, you know, and when you see the love of God in your sisters in Christ, when someone sends you that, somebody sent me a text yesterday. Mm -hmm. Hey, Meg, I'm praying for you. How are you doing? I just wanted you to know, I was praying for you this week. So when we receive those little moments of encouragement from our sisters in Christ, Mm -hmm. or we take a minute to say, you know, because we're listening, right? Because we're not just focused on ourselves. We're hearing, oh, and just yesterday I was thinking, I wonder how my friend's doing with her marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I wonder how that friend's doing with her health and right. just sending that little extra text. And it seems like nothing, right? It seems like, like it's not a big deal, but when you take a minute to do five mm. extra little communication to your girlfriend today, and maybe it takes five minutes, those little connections can be such a blessing. I am leading a Bible study at church and I'm not kidding. We all started the Bible study and I everyone was sharing where they were at. And over half of the women were almost desperate for a hug and mm-hmm. almost in tears. Like I am alone. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I am missing. I am starving for a hug. Mm-hmm. And so I think especially now during the pandemic, just reaching out to our fellow sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, whether it's starting a group or, or being involved in a group that's already at your church, a Bible study or something just to take that time to invest is so good for us and our spiritual walk and our families. And it's good for our marriage and our kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's not really healthy for a marriage. If we depend on all of our social connection from one relationship, I think it's too big of a burden, but I like how you pointed out that it doesn't take anything huge, you know, a little goes a long way. And I know early on when the, when the lockdown happened and, toilet paper were slim pickings. And I'm like, we, you know, we've got, well, right now we have eight at home, all of us. And I'm like, we use more toilet paper than the average family. And what I consider just, this is what I normally purchase in a week is, was considered hoarding back then. So we really had trouble finding it, but somebody just left a huge pack of toilet paper on our car out Mm -hmm. in our driveway. And, you know, A few months before that, I've been like, okay, toilet paper, cool. But in that moment, it almost brought me to tears. I'm just like, somebody brought us toilet paper. I never did find out who it was. It was like a mystery person. I asked all my friends. And so I don't even know where it came from. But that toilet paper was a huge blessing to our family. I mean, it's just something kind of small, but. Praise the Lord, like an angel bringing toilet paper. (laughs) I know. That's so cool. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, those little moments add up so much and um you know i think one other nice thing is to share you know i i think as women sometimes at churches it's like the women we can be the stronger ones in faith sometimes i think in our home we're we're kind of equal but there's a lot of homes where it's it can be a little more lopsided and so Mm -hmm. having that prayer support and also you know where we can to seek to do stuff together as if as families Mm -hmm. you know to find a way in your home and in your family to serve together as a family or as a couple, and not just doing because women were so good at connecting and nurturing and being together that sometimes we just go off and it's just about the women, but I mm-hmm. think the more we can bring our family into it here and there, it's gonna be a healthier, healthier group too, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yes, yes, definitely, yeah. So what, what is, do you have like a funny story or something about, you know, a day or a time when you were overwhelmed with, with motherhood or with something? I don't know. I have a bunch of crazy stories. So I thought maybe you might have one too.
2: Oh, oh yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you ever do roll call in the car. Do you do oh, yeah. roll call <laughs> in the car? Well, the reason we have to do roll call yes. in the car is because when we had eight kids and we were visiting my friends, my daughter's friend, we were at a a new year's party and we went home. It was, it was late and we had all the kids in the car. We get home. My husband and I put the kids to bed. We're in our pajamas in our room and the phone rings, you know, good old school phone, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, and we picked the phone up and she said, are you missing a kid? And I said, no, no, we're (laughs) not missing we're not missing yeah. a kid. What is she saying? And so then she said, well, I think you are because your son, we found him here. This is 30 minutes after we left the party. He's mm-hmm. reading on our second floor. He's sitting there reading a book. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like one of those little voracious readers. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, we're missing Josiah. So it was so embarrassing. We went and picked him up and mm-hmm. then we started doing roll call. Yeah. <laughs> that. So now we get in the car and it's, mm-hmm. Naomi, Hannah, Javi, Josiah, Eden,
1: Micah, Jordi, mm-hmm.
2: Laiji. And yeah, yeah. So we do the whole roll call yeah. of all eight kids in the group. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that once too, left one behind. It's <laughs> like, ah, I felt really, like I didn't even confess that to anybody for like years because I was afraid I would get kicked out of the cool mom's club or something. But you were talking earlier about, um, you know, being careful not to be clickish or, you know, to be welcoming. And, um, you know, I think sometimes where we, we shoot ourselves in the foot with that as mothers is, you know, it's not necessarily the normal things that people would discriminate against one another for, but it's like motherhood choices. Like, mm. you know, are you cloth or disposable? Are you bottle or breastfeeding? Or, you know, do you do this or that? And do you make your own baby food? I, there's just so many things. And sometimes, you know, I've experienced it where I'm in a group of fellow Christian moms and I say something and they're like, Oh yeah, I wouldn't let my child do that. Or, you know, and I kind of just get these spears and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think just um, being more open about, you know, not everybody's in the same place that we are and that's okay. And just be more welcoming when people make a choice that's different. Um, you know, as mothers, we really, we think hard about, you know, we want to do the best for our children and uh, so then we kind of get these convictions of I'm doing this because I believe this is right, but we also need to give other moms space to, to do what they feel is right as well.
2: Totally agree. That's so important, right? Just mm-hmm. respecting one another's uh, convictions and our faith. And especially, I mean, we got, you know, we got political s- seasons where mm-hmm. we have, you know, vaccines and all kinds of stuff that really the enemy wants to use to divide Mm -hmm. us, but God wants us to stand together as God's people, as sisters in Christ. And also to love people when they're not at that mature place where they are able to have a conversation and look at things differently. That is so, so Mm -hmm. important. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For uh, a couple of years, we were in a unique situation where half of our kids were homeschooled and half were public schooled just because every year we pray about each child and each situation that we're in since we're a military family, we move a lot. So we've experienced a lot of different school systems. Um, so that year it just, you know, happened to be half and half, but I, and maybe part of it was just my own insecurity of how I interpreted comments, but I felt judged on both sides of <laughs> like, you know, the public school moms would talk about the homeschool moms and the homeschool moms would talk about how bad public school was. And I was just like, Caught in the middle, I'm kind of like, well, I'm on everybody's bad list, um, but you know, it just made those connections harder when I felt like an outsider in both camps. When really, we should totally. just all be in the bombs club,
2: exactly. And just kind of celebrating what each other is doing And it, you know. And there's, don't you think there's a way to kind of help respond to that without giving air to the negative things sometimes? Because mm-hmm. there's a, and the scriptures say and so many places for women not to gossip. Why? Because that is something that is natural to do, to talk Mm -hmm. about somebody else without solving a problem or to put on, to put ourselves on the opposite side. So yeah, we've done public school and I've Mm -hmm. made a real point in my life to celebrate all the private schoolers and all the homeschooling Mm
1: -hmm. and,
2: and know that we're all trusting God and we're all coming up with the decision on our own trying to do the best with our family right. so all we can do is just celebrate leave people's opinions like we can't change somebody else's mm-hmm. mind but we can not be part of the problem mm-hmm. just like with a little kid you know the way i look at gossip is the same way i look at whining mm-hmm. it's it's a fire where if if it's a fire going if you if you respond to whining it's going to make the fire grow it's like putting yep. another log on the fire if you just never respond to it the fire is going to go out and you won't have whiny kids. That Mm -hmm. sounds simplified, but that's something that, that, you know, if you watch, you keep an eye on, but Mm -hmm. if you keep giving into that, the kids are going to whine or keep saying, mom, ask you over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. But if they learn that you mean it, you know, they stop. And I think the same thing, you know, a similar thing, it's not kids, it's it's women. But if, if, like I say, hear a, uh, a mom complaining about like her husband. Well, and that's where she's at. I can say that sounds like it's really hard, but I'm not going to say, wow, what a jerk or, yeah, you know, You know, like there's a way you can reply and acknowledge their pain without being part of the problem or making it, mm-hmm. making it harder for them to trust the Lord Yeah, by and what another said, log on right? The fire.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> when my kids were little, I would just flat out tell them that if they were whiny, I'd say, I'm sorry, but I can't reward you for being whiny. So if you ask me and you're whining, I have to say no. But if you ask me nicely, then I could decide if I want to say yes or no. <laughs> it wasn't if you ask nicely, you automatically get a yes. But I only had to tell them that a few times and they catch on even little bitty ones. Um, it was like, oh, if I whine, mom says no. <laughs> yeah, but that that nips it in the butt. But I, I hadn't really thought about that, you know, within terms of gossip, like you're talking about. But I, I see the parallel there. You know, if you just don't engage, then people won't continue to bring those things up right and you know but also respecting because it's not like
2: if someone may not even that's where they're at so I want to respect that's where they're at acknowledge that they are in a painful place Mm -hmm. but then not not be part of that And I I think that's something where one one of us can make a big difference in a group Mm -hmm. you know and I've I've been um you know gossip like the next person whether you know And it's real easy to just say something, oh, I wonder why they did that. And you're like, wait, I don't need to say that to them. I don't need to air that thing that came, that occurred to my mind. Right. Even though you're feeling the pain of it, because that person's always a little more obnoxious, but just keeping Mm -hmm. that to yourself looks like you would want someone else to respect you and a weakness that you don't realize. Cause Mm -hmm. let's face it. We all have a lot of weaknesses. (laughs) We're all learning to be more resilient. We're all Uh growing and becoming more like Jesus. We're not Jesus. So Mm
1: -hmm. but we're learning. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is true. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing all that about, um, the importance of women getting together, and then some some pitfalls to avoid. I think all of that is super helpful. Well, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about a sunshine basket, so I'm excited to hear what that is about.
2: Yes, it's one of the things that we do in our group. So when somebody's having a particularly tough season in our group, like one of one of the dear ladies in our group, she lost both parents in the same week. Both of her parents passed away in the same week and we all pitch. So we started a new group, me group without her in it and said, mm-hmm. let's do a sunshine basket for her. And then each person, you know, and we'll go to the dollar store really. And just everyone pitches in a little something or writes a card. And then we have this one big basket that we use mm-hmm. and um, we put all the things in it and then somebody drops it off at their doorstep. And it's called a sunshine basket. And actually, uh, the day my mom passed away, the ladies, I had just gotten back from a a really grueling trip. And that day, two ladies came. It was two hours before my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. And they sat on my bed. My hair was a mess. I was super frayed emotionally. I wasn't in a strong place. And you know, our theme today is, and just like talking about women and the strength and the blessing we can mm-hmm. be getting that sunshine basket with cards and like a little star, somebody put a Starbucks mug in there and little notes. I felt so loved and so surrounded in a way that, um, you know, my husband isn't going to give that same. And I just mm-hmm. think God has made women so special and that sunshine basket, something that you can do that doesn't have to be ex- expensive that can bless Mm-hmm. bless women in our lives.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we have similar customs to that in the military realm. Uh, oh. we, we call it secret sisters, but a lot of time, you know, when a person's mm. husband is deployed or often, because my husband's a fighter pilot, so the whole squadron goes. So it's like a whole group um, leave. And, you know, women will team up and be like a secret sister and give little gifts or a little card or a little something to say, I'm thinking of you. And then at the end of the six months of the deployment, everybody gets to find out who their secret sister was and, you know, kind of have a hmm. reveal or whatever, but um, I, you know, I've been the recipient of that before and it does, it just really picks, it picked me up It encouraged me. And what was amazing to me is just like every little card or verse, even the wrapping paper, it was wrapped in some wrapping paper that said it was, it's a, a scripture, but it says um, you will ble- be blessed and you will be a blessing. But every little thing spoke to me in some way and, more than just the women who were loving on me, I could really hear God's voice in that because they were so unique and specific. I mean, there were some things that the women knew, but there were some ways that touched my heart that I know they didn't know that that was just between me and God and that he was ministering through them just touched me so much in ways that I couldn't even really explain to them. You know, it was just very overwhelming. So I know that can just really bless people even in more ways than we're aware of.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. god's so good and i'm so grateful for women and i'm so grateful for friendships you know he does meet a certain part of our heart and need and and understanding where we're at in a way that uh, no, nobody else could
1: mm-hmm. yes amen definitely and i it's been a joy to chat with you and meet another mother of eight and uh, just feel like we're instant sisters, and that's awesome. So, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, so, for our listeners, they can get a hold of you at the uh, Letters from Home podcast, and your website is the same name, correct?
2: Yep, lettersfromhomepodcast.com.
1: Okay. And uh, so, I encourage you all to go have a listen at her podcast as well. Some really great stories on there of how faith and how God works through ordinary people in extraordinary ways. And, uh, really just, it will bless you to hear these, these stories and these examples of what God has done in people's life that will encourage you what he'll do in yours. So hope you go over and check that out, but thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. It's been a joy talking to you.
2: Thank you. God bless you, everybody.
0: You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with Liz Myers the opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by the guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Elizabeth or Resilient Life Hacks Ministries. To learn more and download your free guide to Liz's top 20 Resilient Life Hacks, go to resilientlifehacks.com. Subscribe now so you never miss the life hacks you need to live the life you want.